we praise you, Lord Jesus. Father, you are worthy. Worthy is your name. God, we exalt you. We exalt you. We exalt the name of Jesus above every other name. Glory be to your name, God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your mercy and your loving kindness and your gentleness. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you that we can be holy because you are holy. Thank you, Jesus. Bless your holy name. Bless your holy name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. So my testimony is kind of not necessarily the one that you would expect because I have to tell a little. So last, the Thursday before last, I think it was, we had one of those mornings. Do you know what I mean? Like, John was going to take the kids early to co-op so I could do some things, and then there was an oversleeping thing, and then the car lights. Not me. (coughs) Whatever. On everyone. (laughs) Normally, I'm up early. I wasn't up, and then the car battery was dead because the lights had been left on, and it was blocking his car in the garage, and we had to... We couldn't get it jump started, and then we had to push it out of the way to get him out, and then I had to take the, rearrange to take my kids, and then he had a call that they were on lockdown at work because there was uh, someone in the building that shouldn't have been, and like, right? So like, that's kind of a crazy thing. So that's not the testimony. The testimony is we had total peace the whole, it, like it didn't ruin my day, it didn't ruin his day, we just adjusted and we problem solved. And I went to um, co-op because I had to serve and I got there in time. And the lady's like, how are you do- doing? And you know how we can get into that like mentality like where we just, it's expected that we're like, oh, life's just crazy. And we just, they're like, how are you doing? Has it been a crazy day? I'm like, I'm doing great. And yes, it's been a crazy day and I'm doing Great. <laughs> and that's a huge testimony that I'm doing great. And then to echo that, it's been like when you drop a stone in the water and then it just keeps rippling. It's been this like echo of that throughout the last week and a half about I picked up this, there's a parenting book. And I've been reading it and they're talking about it's important for your kids to expect life to be difficult. And that, that if when people don't, and Christians especially, don't understand the word that says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world, then when all those things happen, they're like, why is God mad at me? What's wrong with what? And they, it just, they get all disjointed, and that definitely has been me. Who sinned? Who Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 But, I to step away, the lightning. You know, in conjunction with that, we have been having conversations, and Kairos comes home on the weekends, and it kind of is becoming a thing where we stay up way too late on Saturday night talking all things philosophy, religion, whatever. But one of the things that's been a discussion point is what's been going on with us in the body, here in this body. You know, the attacks and the attacks and the attacks and the attacks. But... You're still smiling. You're still, you know, you had a moment and then you're like shook yourself off and you know what I mean? And so we know where the attacks come from. They don't come from God. 
But what a testimony to those around us when, you know what, in this world, yeah, we have troubles too. We live in this world. But that doesn't define us. That doesn't define our peace. It doesn't define who we are. We know where we're going. And we know the answer. We know the one who has the answer. So we can be the world's greatest problem solvers. So that's my testimony. Amen. All right. Well, this... Um, we're gonna go. We're gonna go back since since uh, Callie wasn't here this morning to hear the psalm read. We're gonna just go back to Psalms and read it. But no, that's I was actually I was actually planning on doing that anyway. So um, because well I, I, I'll tell you, but Psalm 103 is what we and um, this is this is. A review of his benefits package is the name of the sermon title of the sermon. A review of his benefits package. HR does that. So we are now, yeah, we're now just kind of behind. But you know what? It's going to be a reminder. You know, so if we go to Psalm 103, um, obviously this is David's writing, you know, David writing this and, and saying, you know, um, who knows at what time? I mean, there's, we're not really positive exactly when he wrote it, but it's probably it's, it's likely that he wrote it later um, because he's kind of learned some things here, and uh, it's kind of coming out of his experience of what he's you know what he's learned and what he's what he's been through, and um, he kind he kind of gets it, you know. He, for for most of us, you know, sometimes it takes us. <laughs> a long time to get it. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, we we go around those mountains, um, you know, and we go around the mountain, and and there goes another song in my head. And um, uh, but David, you know, he 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 he's kind of he's kind of figuring it out, and he's like, hey, he says, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul, in all and all and all that is within me, bless His holy name. All that way. he wants every part of him to bless the Lord. He wants every part of himself to to just bless the Lord. And everything he does and everything he says, I can tell you that I'm not there. You know, I'm not there. I said something the other day at work. I was like, oh, <clears throat> you know, it's like you just and then you go, well, why did I say that? Can I take that back? You know, shove it back in your mouth. Nope, it's out there now. It's like the internet. Once it's out there, it's out there. You know, and so, but Lord, just cover that and give me another opportunity, you know, to whatever. So, but bless the Lord. And David's like everything that's within me. You know, sometimes we sometimes we just need to stir that up in ourselves, don't we? Sometimes we just need to stir it up and say, I need to bless the Lord, you know, in this situation or in just in my life or you know when I'm driving down the road you know or when I'm in the whatever you know he's he's saying you know at all times everything that's within me within me let 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 me bless the Lord's name and and he's reminding himself of how good it is to praise the Lord you know he's working himself up it's bless the Lord oh my soul and all that is within me you know, and, that, and 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 that's sometimes what what we need to do is just kind of, you know, 
kind of work ourselves up in, in that, you know, and, and remind ourselves of how good God is and to, to praise him. And, you know, it's funny because, you know, he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. It's not as if David is blessing God more than God blesses him. You know, God, God blesses us way more than we bless him. You know, but, he, but he's saying that as I praise the Lord, as I praise him and give, give worship to him, it does bless the Lord. God is pleased with that. Our praise blesses him. You know, the word says that he inhabits the praises of his people. He inhabits those praises. So when we praise him, he is blessed. He is, you know, pleased and, 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 and there with us. He says he inhabits. That, that word inhabits means to rest in or to sit upon or to dwell within, you know? So when we praise, I mean, we can be reassured that God is there, you know, right, right in the midst of all of that, sitting there, resting in it. It's, it kind of brings that same con- concept of where a man would sit as upon a king's throne. This is kind of in Hebrew, as, you, as we know. You know, Hebrew is more picture-oriented, you know, when they talk, they can, you know, they say a phrase and it means a whole lot more than what we, you know, what our English would bring. But it's the same concept where a man would sit as upon a king's throne or at the place of honor at a table. That's what, that's kind of the picture that it gives when we praise that the Lord inhabits the praises. It's as if a king on his throne sitting in a place of honor. And we've invited him in to that because when we praise, we invite the Lord in. We're inviting him in and saying, Lord, I praise you. And it's, it, it opens that door of, of him to um, be able to inhabit those praises, to be able to come in and, and dwell amongst us. I love that picture. That's such a cool picture of, you know, you know I mean, you think about when you invite somebody over to, for dinner, and you're like, oh, no, no, you, get, you sit here, Right? Like, you know, kids, get in the other room. We're going to let them sit, you know. You know, you have Christmas dinner and, you know, you're setting up all these tables or whatever. Okay, kids, you're downstairs in the dungeon, you know. <laughs> table's up there, table's down there for you, you know. Don't make a mess, but we, we're going to let the, you know, we're going to let the people, you know, the, the guests sit at the best places, right? When we praise the Lord, he comes and he, we give, we, we, he gets to sit at the best place for us, you know, with us. And so he dwells with us in honor when we praise him. And we know in 1 Peter 2.9 it says, But you, you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people. You're all special. You're special. What's that, what's that, that Saturday Night Live or something? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and doggone it, people like me. His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So there's a reason to praise. We have, we have reason to praise. I love what Charles Spurgeon says. He says, let others murmur, but, th- but do thou bless. Let others bless themselves and their idols, but do thou bless the Lord. 
Let others use only their tongues. But as for me, I will cry, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Difference between us in praising the Lord than the way the world, you know, praises themselves. So you ever, I don't know if you, you know, how many of you watch, watch football, you know, or sports or whatever, you know. You know, these guys, they, you know, they make a big play and they're all, you know, pointing like this to their jersey, the name on their jersey, and they're pounding their chest and it's all about them, you know. Huh? Their little dances, you know. <laughs> you know, whatever, you know, the gritty, you know. You got Justin Jefferson doing the gritty, you know. You know, whatever. I've I've almost perfected it. <laughs> I don't I, I would say something else, but it wouldn't be not it would be not politically correct. But anyway, it happened to be the wrong uh wrong skin color for like any kind of rhythm. Um <laughs> So I do my best. Um, so it practice, yeah, and even still, it, it's not very rhythmic. Yeah, <laughs> there's something within me that you know praises the Lord, but it, it might not be rhythmic. It's you know. So all right, verse two. It says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits." You know, and, and here David repeats himself, you know, bless the Lord, O my soul. He says it twice, you know, and he, he kind of, that, he does that often, you know, in David's writing, he, he, he does that often. He repeats himself for emphasis purposes, right? He's emphasizing the importance of this, telling us, you know, wh- what the importance that, that praising the Lord carries. There are, and, and, and he's saying, there are real and tangible reasons to praise the Lord. There are some real and tangible things here that 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 we can that we can give praise for him to him. You know, and un- unlike the world, you know, it's it's more than just emotions. You know, it's it's more than just an emotional thing. You know, the world is just run by emotions, especially today's culture, you know, emotions, sensationalism, you know. Whatever. And it's like, what's, why do you think people, you know, run to like all these like crises and all these things? Because it's the sensationalism, it's motion, and it's just like, you know, whatever. But, you know, that's not really, that's not really what we're talking about in, in here. It's not what David's talking about. Um, you know, we are, yes, we are moved by the Spirit of God. You know, we can be moved by the Spirit of God if we, you know, when we when we praise Him and worship Him. I don't know about you, but I'll I'll sit and worship and praise and you know listen to music or whatever, and I'll just I'll start to just kind of tear up. There's times when I just get I get I do get emotional, but it's because the Spirit is I, I'm connecting with the Spirit of God. You know, we're on we're we're connecting and we're 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 you know He's He's inhabiting the praises. He's dwelling there, and you can sense the Spirit of God there with you. And that's what moves us. It's not, you know, it's not, we don't get emotional, and then we, you know, and then we, you know, are, are moved by that. No, it's, it's, it's that we're moved by, by His Spirit and connecting with Him. And so we've been, we've been given more than, more than enough reason, more than enough reason to praise Him and to bless Him and to worship Him. More than enough. You know, and, and how often and how quickly we forget 
those reasons. You know, and that's what kind of what David's talking about here. Forget not, forget not all of all of his benefits. Don't forget it. Remember, you know, because we're forgetful people. Well, people are forgetful. Not just us, but people in general are forgetful. You know, oh, crud. Where, where did I where did I put that pen? Yeah, you know, I mean, I forget if I'm working. I'm like, where where did I put my drill now? What, what did I do? Oh, crud. You know, but forget things. Easy. You know, that's 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 minor. But to forget what God did for us, right? Thinking on the things that we don't have when we've been given everything. You know, sometimes we think of the think of all of what we don't have when we've been given everything. Like, oh, I wish I had this or wish I had a boat. I wish I had this. <laughs> wish I had that, you know. Wish I had more money. Wish I had closer relations. You know, I mean, we, we God, be, He's given us everything. It says He's been give, He's given us everything for for life and godliness. Life, like physical life that we walk through, and godliness, spiritual life. He's given us. He's given us everything that we need to survive and to get through, and not just not just to survive, but to thrive. He's given us. W- enough to th- to thrive in this life, and so I just love um, a quote or a, a saying that I that I I heard a long time ago is, "I have what I'm seeking for. I have what I'm searching for. I already have it. What my, my what I'm what I'm searching for within me and whatever I, I already have it. You know, and so David's like." You know, don't for, you know, don't forget. Remember what you have. He, you've got it, and so we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do a little review. We're gonna review his benefits package, so that we can remember and take it with us, because we have already what we need and what we're searching for. And so in verse three, it says, "Who forgives all your iniquities?" Well, let's just start with that. He forgives all your iniquities. What more do you need? I mean, and when, when we're talking about that, that word iniquities, it's talking about perversity, depravity, guilt, or punishment of iniquity. He forgives us all our sins. Praise God. If we didn't have anything else, and it's interesting that David starts with that, right? Of all the people that should know that, or should, you know, like you know, recognize the, the importance of that and, and understand the grace and the mercy in that. David, you know, I mean, okay, he, 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 was, he wasn't a perfect dude. But he knew what it meant to be forgiven and, and that God forgives us all of our sins. If that was, if that was it, it would be enough. If that, if, that was, that, if that was the end of the benefits package, that would be it, that would be enough. Praise God, you know. But it's not. It's not the end of it. Um, quote from a gentleman named, I, I didn't get his first name. His last name is H-O-R-N-E, Horn. It says, Thanksgiving cannot be sincere and hearting. Uh, uh, Try that again. Thanksgiving cannot be sincere and hearty unless a man bear impressed upon his mind at the time a quick sense of benefits received. 
right? When we recognize the benefits we receive when at the time we need them, that's we 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 can give thanksgiving like what Dave said earlier. Just even the little things we can be thankful for and it can be sincere and hearty. We you know when we when we recognize that if we don't recognize the benefits that we've received, right? It's hard to be thankful for those things. It's hard to be thankful in that moment, right? Even when things are hard, even when we go through difficult times, it's like, God, this is really, this, and, and it's, it's real, right? Uh, those are real things. Like Jen said, you know, that, you know, we, we, in this world, you will have trouble, you know, and it's going to be hard, and that they're real life things. It's like, this stinks. It's not fun. This is this is not this is not what I <laughs> this is not what I would choose for you know today or this week or this month or this year, you know this is this near forty years, you know whatever. This is not fun, but praise God, He's still good. Praise God, He's still He's forgiven me of all of my iniquities. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. And so we can be thankful in that and it can be sincere from the heart. And then it says that he healed. So that's, 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 that's first and foremost. But then it goes on and he says he heals all your diseases. I know uh, Kairos, my, our oldest, hates when I, when I say this. But, you know, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, I looked up in the Greek what all means, and it means all. The guy. No, he's like, ah, it's not dumb. It's like, thinks it's dumb, you know, whatever. But it's true. It's all, right? It means all. It doesn't mean the partial. God's all in on you. It's all in on us. He didn't hold back anything. He didn't go, you know, well, this week... You did these four things, so we're going to give you, that'd be 40%. So we're going to give you 40% healing this week. You know, he doesn't do that. He gives you, he heals all of your diseases. He doesn't give partial. He doesn't, he doesn't, you know, parse it out. And, you know, depending on how good you are, you know, he's not Santa Claus. Checking his list, seeing if you're naughty or nice, you know. He doesn't do that, right? That's why that bothered me, because it's not true. Right? It gives us a distorted picture of who God is. He heals all your diseases. Many commentators understand these diseases as spiritual in nature. Um, but uh, one, one gentleman described this, uh, this as, what is pride but lunacy? What is lust but a leprosy? What is a sloth but a dead palsy? Perhaps there are spiritual maladies similar to all bodily ones. While it is true that sin leads to sinful illness, here David seems to refer to physical diseases. So, you know, there's some debate and some, you know, discussion and some, you know, does it mean, does he mean spiritual illnesses? Does he mean physical illnesses? What is he talking about? It's not totally, it's not completely clear. But I think if we if we look at context and we look at the rest of Scripture, I think it's I think it's both spiritual and physical. All is all 
He heals them all. And when, they, when, it, when it says that, it's any, each, every, anything, totality is what that means. He heals us in totality. Well, if, if he heals us in totality, that means body, soul, spirit, right? Everything, emotions, physical, spiritual. The Hebrew word, uh, the, the, the Hebrew word here um, is, is Rapha. You might have heard that word before, Jehovah Rapha, right? It is the Lord who heals. That's the, that's the, that's the translation. That's the word that, that's being used here. And, and when you talk about Jehovah Rapha healing, it's, he's talking about everything. He's talking about the whole person. And so I think it's reasonable to say that he heals in spiritual, physical, emotional, everything. He heals it all, all of our diseases. And so that's, so he feels, forgives, us of our, forgives us of our iniquities and he heals us of all of our diseases. But yet, wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. Remember those commercials, the Ginsu knife? But wait, there's more. Right? Verse 4. Who redeems your life from destruction? The word redeem, just to dig into it a little bit more, the word redeem means to act as kinsman, redeemer, kinsman, redeemer, avenge, revenge, to ransom, do the part of the next of kin, to redeem from slavery or to exact vengeance. That's what he does. He, re- he redeems us. He, he uh, exacts vengeance from the destruction that, we, that, that we're facing. If you look at the word destruction, it literally means the pit of Sheol, from the pit of hell. He redeems us. He, he exacts vengeance from us facing going into the pit of hell. And so, I mean, we're spared the penalty we are deserving of. He spares us of that. Praise God for that. You know, that eternal separation, that's the worst thing any, any st- any, that's the worst sentence anybody could receive is eternal separation from God. You know, you think a life sentence is, is bad, you know, in the, in the natural. How about a, uh, an eternal life sentence? That's, that's worse. You know, that's, that, that would be worse. You know, we know the word says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Never, never. Now you've heard that me tell the story of the bus driver, you know, that said, you know, hey, you know, remember, you left me, I didn't leave you. You know, I mean, we can, we can, we can leave God, right? I mean, it's a, that he's waiting on us more than we're waiting on him, but he never leaves us. He's never, he's always there. He's, you know, he's always on call, always on call. And he never puts us on hold when we do call. Yep. You know, Walmart, please hold. You know, Walmart, please hold. The other day, Jen Jen tried to call Walmart to get a refund because she sent she she was ordering groceries for Kairos to be delivered, and so he could go pick them up. Well, not to be delivered, but to be pulled, so that he could go pick them up in Menominee. Well, he's over at college, you know. The boy needs to eat, you know, and 
sometimes we got to help. You know, it's because if, if we don't help, sometimes he just won't eat. Okay, got groceries for you at Walmart. Go pick them up. Um, yeah, I came to pick them up, but there's no groceries here. What? What happened? She had them sent to Detroit Lakes. So it was Detroit Lakes, because we go to Detroit Lakes, you know, for, on, you know, in the summer to, you know, to vacation. And so when she ordered them, she happened to be ordering them from Detroit Lakes, Walmart, instead. And so that's a problem. Menominee and Detroit Lakes are kind of a far, you know, long ways away. No, they're not even close. So that's just one of the things that happens. It's okay. So she called Walmart and said, this is what happened. And they said, oh, yes, I can see that's a problem. So they agreed with us that it was a problem. And they agreed with us that we needed a refund. And so, when, but when she called, the young lady that answered the phone called and she told her the story and she said, okay, yep, you need uh, uh, grocery, online grocery or something. Like that. Okay, but it puts her through. Ring, 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 ring. Just rang and rang and rang and rang, and then it fi she finds she's like, oh no, I'm you know you know my wife, she's determined. So um, so she hung on, and so then it rolled back to the you know the little receptionist person, and she didn't even come back and say anything. She just put her back on hold, and sent her back to online grocery. This happened three times. Kept putting her through, kept ringing. She kept going back, and she put her through, and it kept. So finally, I think she ended up getting cut off, and and she called back and got the the young gal again and told her, "I know what you're doing. I want your manager. <laughs> so I need to have that. Need to get this resolved. Anyway, when we call God, that's not what it's like, right? He doesn't just go, oh well, you need." <laughs> You need um, online uh, whatever, blah, blah, puts us through and we ring and, you know, and, you know what's his name, uh, Gabriel or Peter or somebody answers. And <laughs> says, oh, you need online spiritual help. Let me send you over to that department, you know, whatever, and then we ring. No, God's there. He's always there. He hears us. It said, the word says he hears our prayers. He hears us. And so, you know, he doesn't put us on hold. You know, unfortunately, he's never, he's never asleep. When we call, you know, he's always he's always awake. He's ready for, you know, and you know what? This came to me when I was when I was preparing this. You know, he, you know, we all you know everyone takes vacation, right? Everyone needs vacation time. We all need vacation time. We need PTO. We gotta have vacation, right? Well, God doesn't take vacation. You know what His vacation is? Spending time with us. That's His vacation time. He's he's like, I just want to spend time with you. You know, that's when he takes vacation. It's like, it's, it's with us. It's awesome. You know, unfortunately, he doesn't have that, you know, that little closed sign, you know, that little neon sign that says closed for business. You know, sorry, come back tomorrow when we're open. He's, he's always got office hours. Praise God for that. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He's always there. And he redeems us from life's destructions. And then... He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. When that word, when you look at that word crown, it means to surround. He surrounds us with his love and mercy. Wraps us in. It's like a nice warm blanket in a cold winter day. Fortunately, it's getting warmer now, but, you know, Simeon, you know, he, he, we bought him a, 
we bought him this this sheepskin for Christmas. So, you know, it's like this sheep, and he'd lo- he used to he used to love the one Jen had, and he would curl up to it, and whatever. So we bought him his own because you know they're they don't like to share. Um, <laughs> my sheepskin, you know. So we had to get him his own, but. He's got his own, and he just cuddles up in that thing, and he's just wrapped up, and he's just warm, and he's, you know, whatever, and you can, I mean, don't even, yeah, I mean, his body's under there, but you don't see his face, or anything, he's just under there, right? And that's kind of what it is like, you know, when when God wraps us in his loving kindness and his tender mercy, it's like wrapping in that sheepskin blanket, and just warm and tender and cozy, you know? Oh, man, the the feeling of that, that security blanket, Right? I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, you suck your thumb. And no, I'm kidding. I like some. I know a few of you. It's still suck your thumb or something. Anyway, moving on. Verse five: Who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles? This is different from mere pleasure or entertainment. God wants to bring true satisfaction to our lives from good things, right? Now, it's not, there's nothing wrong with, you know, going to a Viking game and enjoying it and having fun until they lose. Then it's no fun, right? Which is every year. Um, but, right, but it's, not, it's nothing wrong with enjoying the, 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 the fun, the ent- entertainment things of life. Going to a movie, you know. I, I, I don't anymore because popcorn has, you know, got... High, you know, high carbs, but I used to love going to the movie and just get a big thing of popcorn and sitting there, you know, and your soda and whatever, just you know, and having a going to the River Falls Theater. And if you have, if you want a good, if you want, like a good place to go for a movie, River Falls, it's like three bucks. Oh, I, I phenomenal! Phenomenal! It is, yeah. It's you do not be disappointed. Yeah, if you guys want to, yeah, you take a drive. Yep, it's like Tuesdays. It's I think it's three dollars for, and these are first-running movies, so you're welcome for the advertisement. Um, But three dollars, yeah, it's like, and and popcorn. I mean, it's like I don't know for a large, it's maybe five bucks for a. It's a huge savings. It's yeah, it's really good. Or a date night. Or a date night. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went there. I know Jen and I went there the other day and saw, oh, I don't even remember what it was. Whatever. Oh, a, a man named Otto. It was good. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually really good. Yeah. So it was It was a little sad. Um, I liked it. Jen wasn't a fan because she felt like it was depressing. So. But it has redemption. Yes. Yep, yep, it does, it does. Um, and change in life and all kinds of things. So anyway, and, and, it, and, and to have it in excess, you know, it's, it's, it's ha- to have that in excess that he gives us in abundance of those things. You know, God provides in abundance, more than enough. And so the picture of that, you know, we're seated at the banquet table. Think of, you know, being seated at a banquet table. There's plenty to eat. There's plenty, you know, and that's what it's like when we're, when we, when, when God surrounds us with that, with those things. And, and the satisfaction that he provides becomes a source of strength and energy to us, right? It carries us through. And that's what renews our youth, 
It makes us feel youthful and fresh and renewed, like the eagles, you know. And we're we're able to we're able to fly above all those things and see things from a different perspective. And you think about when the eagle flies above and the and the perspective that an eagle has when he's flying way above everything else, you know. He can see things from a totally different perspective, and so, and 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 we're 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 strengthened by that, and we know that in Second Corinthians five seventeen it says we're a new creation in Christ. Everything's made new, all the old stuff gone, all the new stuff, right? And and God does that; He renews us day by day. And then I'm not sure how much more. Um, I'm pretty close. Verse 6, he executes righteousness and judgment for the oppressed. And you're talking about individually and for the nations. He, he executes righteousness and justice for the oppressed, for individuals and for nations. In Isaiah 41.20, he says, that they may know, that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this. And the Holy One of Israel has created it. God, talking to the Israelites, you know, he, he shows himself so that people know that he's God and that, that his goodness. So he doesn't just do it for individuals, but he also does it for nations, for, for groups of people. You think about the Egyptians, you know, in, in Exodus 7, 5, it says, And the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord. When I stretch out my hand on Egypt and bring out the children of Israel from among them, he desires to reveal himself to his people, right? And he wants that he wants us to show his righteousness, and he will he will bring justice to the oppressed. Think about the Ninevites. Oh, the Ninevites, right? If you've seen Jonah, the movie Jonah, the Med Vegetales movie Jonah. Oh, the Ninevites, right? Fish slappers. Yeah, they were fish slappers. I don't know if that's truly biblical, but you know what? It's okay. We get the idea. Right? Jonah did not want them to be redeemed. He's like, they don't deserve it. They're a bunch of fish slappers. You know, they're a bunch of hooligans. You know, whatever. And God's like, that's okay. I want to redeem them. I want to show myself to them. I'm going to show myself to them. And what did they do? They repented. And Jonah's like, "No! You can't repent. This is my this is my deal. You know, this is, you, know you don't you know, but he no, he did. He re, they repented. And so in verse 8 through 10, it says, "He is merciful or compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding." in mercy or abounding in loving devotion is another way to say that and you can write down Exodus 34 6 it says and the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord the Lord God merciful and gracious long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth God has more than enough he has more than enough than of what we need and finally, it says, He will not always strive with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. That word strive means to conduct a case or suit legally, to make a complaint or to sue for damages. So God, 
God's no longer, we're no longer accused in God's court. Praise God for that. Oh my goodness. He's removed that sentence that we were deserving of. You know, the only accuser that we face is our enemy. And fortunately, we have a constant advocate in Jesus Christ. He constantly advocates for us. All of our charges have been dropped and our record has been expunged in heaven. And God calls us sanctified in, in his righteousness, made holy or set apart for his namesake. I, the way I say it is, we are the return on his investment. If you think of it from a financial perspective, when you invest in you know, in a, a stock or a bond or a mutual fund or whatever, right? You, ex- you expect an investment, a return on your investment. You expect to have that return, right? Well, we are God's, are, we are the re- we're the return on his investment. He invested his son. He invested everything he had. He put all, everything into it. And now he gets, he gets his return. It's us. Praise God. So, thank you for that. So, we'll end there. Praise God. It's good stuff. Love digging into that and just really finding the, the, the nuggets and the truths in that because it's so good, you know, and it's so full and rich of, you know, of word and, and, and truth and, you know, and everything that we need, like I said, for life and godliness. So, Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your word. God, we love you. We love you so much. Lord, we, we, we couldn't reciprocate it enough as much as you uh, love us, Father, but we do, we do um, what we can in our, in our own human abilities to express the love that we have toward you. And we're thankful for all of your benefits. Father, and we're going to remember those. I pray that, that each one of us would remember those things this week as we go and, and go about our days and, and do whatever it is that we need to do and the things that you've called us to do. We thank you for it. We, we, we just give you glory and honor, and we're, just, uh, we're, we're so thankful for you. We give you glory and honor and praise in Jesus' name. Amen.